Hi, you're listening to Love in Limbo Land, the dating podcast for millennials. Dating is hard, and we walk you through the experiences we've had, the experiences our guests have had, and what's going on in the world in general when it comes to dating and relationships. And you may be wondering, who are we? My name is Kudzi, and I work in digital entertainment, and I love connecting to people who have stories that can inspire others to find love in their own lives. Whether it's crazy, a little bit ratchet, or just plain old simple, I love stories about love. And I'm Tiffany. I wrote my master's thesis on online dating, and I've always been interested in commitment, relationships, and what it takes to find that long-lasting love we all crave. On this episode, we have Juan who talks about his greatest heartbreak and how he went from feeling his highest highs when they were together to feeling his lowest lows when the guy he was in love with would disappear for days and weeks at a time only to reemerge and try to convince him that everything's okay. Juan takes us through his journey of building himself back up after being at his lowest low and the steps he took to finding himself and the man that he loves today. During those, during that time, during the breakup, it was so hard for me to survive days without crying. And I had to cry probably two or three times. I used to go into the bathroom of my office, cry a bit, and then continue going, and then go a little bit more to cry, and then continue going. And that was common to do. That sounds like a very dark time. How did you even find yourself in that situation? What happened? Who is who is yeah, this person? Yeah, who is this person who made you feel this way? I I think is first of all, I think is the story. I'll tell you a little bit of the story, but it was the first time as a gay man that I completely have fallen in love with someone that I really saw myself with for a long time, and he misled me in a way that probably he didn't think what he was doing. I hope because otherwise it will be a very shitty human. But he used to tell me how he wanted to get married, he wanted to have children, he will play with how the names, my last name and his last name will sound together and things like that. So I started to create the idea of, oh my God, as a gay man, I finally can get married and have a stable life. I was coming, I'm not afraid to say, I had like, like most gays, I slept around a lot and it was the first time that I was like, I'm ready to stop and I'm ready to do it. And all of a sudden, one month, two months into the relationships, he started to act differently and he completely, we were supposed to meet his family. Everything was moving really fast. And then the day before, two days before the the thing, he completely told me, I cannot, you cannot come. I'm sorry. I'm not ready for this relationship. And it's over. So hope everything is well. And then he completely disappeared for a few months. And then he reappeared in my life. So he continued to do reappearing and appearing for such a long time for like nine months in which like not re- not an average human can handle that much inconsistency but that's how i found myself because it was not just a one-time thing it just was a process that completely broke me how'd you meet him i was gonna ask the same thing uh i met him on grinder a gay dating app okay mm-hmm. mm. 
What are you thinking, Tiffany? I mean, I don't know. I do know people who have met on Grindr and have relationships, so it's definitely possible. Um, but I think with online dating, it's so hard because people are always on them, you know, unless you did you guys have a conversation about getting off of Grindr once um, things are starting to get more serious? Yes, or? definitely. Definitely. Like, I mean, I was like, I'm off of Grinder. He completely used to say me. He used to tell me I'm off of Grinder too. Don't worry, uh, we're good and everything. But I think the Grinder wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. I think the problem was he's not an average human being, <laughs> in which I can tell you he will disappear for days. Even when we were in the relationship, like I will he text him. Like, I will text him, call him, the phone will ring, and he wouldn't answer. And he will appear three days later and was like, I was overwhelmed and I couldn't talk to you because of such thing. And I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. Like, no, but, why would you uh, overwhelmed? Like, you need to get it together. Like, exactly. Like, war, family, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the thing is, like, why I, you ask me why you find yourself in that situation is because mm. my dumb self my didn't get himself out on time because i should have and something that i will tell people about that go through this many times i'm not saying that it's all the time that is the same way but like many times your friends tell you he's not a normal person get out of there you shouldn't be with him you deserve better and actually kutsi was one of them and that that will tell me and he was like you that he was wrong yes from like just the stories like people don't do stuff like that Mm. or maybe they do but like maybe i'm too protective of my friends but i was very against him because even the energy just didn't feel right did you meet him no okay just like the energy of the story but wait how long did you guys date for before he started like dating uh Two months, two months and a half of actual dating. And in and that then, two months and a half, how often did you guys see uh, each other? We will see each other like two, three times a week and I will stay in his house. But this is the thing. I actually, I will see him. We will have a great night out, a great date. And then he will disappear the next day. And you're like, wait, what? Like, I just had an amazing time with him. And imagine being on the high when you're falling in love with someone and you mm-hmm. think that that person is amazing. And then the next day you text and it's like, I had a great time last night. I love it. Thank you so much for being the person who you are. And then not answering the text message and you start, you're at work waiting for, for that text message. The anxiety that it gives you waiting for that text message. And then... You call him after work, he doesn't answer. And then two days later, he reappears and just says, sorry, I was just overwhelmed. And what do you do? I feel like you don't continue on with that person because it i mean yeah we get he's overwhelmed but you're also a person and you have feelings too like i i think communication is key and if he's feeling overwhelmed why not text you right when you send that text exactly i'm feeling overwhelmed because he's overwhelmed and now it's like that. takes 20 seconds to send yes. a message but like it i say takes 20 seconds to send me, a text me. message i'm getting it's, better at my responding slowly but sure yeah he is you are you yes i could say can be like that but anyways this is not the theme of today but yeah <laughs> so no but like it was my fault too like i said but i think 
what I when I try to think, okay, I can blame myself, but you don't tell people you love them so much and then try to make it seem that everything is going to be okay and then just continue to do the bad thing. I think like he had me a highs and lows and that's mm-hmm. what heartbroke me. Like I think it was not necessarily the heartbreak is the fact that it was a process that continued to lead because I never knew when was going to be over because he continued to reappear. So why would you let him back in when he would disappear, when he would like make you feel so bad in those moments? Were the highs worth the, the lows that would come later? Love. I definitely think love is like a drug. It's an addiction and definitely love can be experienced in an addicting way. And that's what it was like. The moments when I was with him, I was so high. Like I was like the best time of my life. Being with him was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then he will disappear and anxiety will kick in. And then actually... I mean, we can get after the later part, but like I started going to therapy after the breakup and my um, therapist told me, no, love is a drug. Love can be, the the wrong kind of love can become an addiction, mm-hmm. an obsession. And that's what happened to you. You actually became addicted to these kind of highs that you knew that you could get. And those 10 minutes, 20 minutes that you could spend with him were enough for the three weeks of suffering that you were going to have when he will disappear. And that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, besides him, like getting up and like disappearing, were there any red flags you saw during the time that you guys were together that made you feel uneasy or were the times that you were together always like a high there were were there any feelings that you had when you were together? You're like, I don't feel safe or secure in the relationship or was it just when he would leave? Just when he would leave. And sometimes if the comments but like when he was with me, he made me feel like nobody else made me feel like I wanted to be with him because he was present. We will enjoy, we will laugh. Like, I mean, it was just a complete different person that, or maybe it was just my mind, but no, I remember a feeling and describing, oh, when I'm with him, I feel like another person. But there were some red flags. Sometimes he will, I mean, his story, he had two broken relationships in the past, two engagements, like formal engagements that he had broken up. Uh, for different reasons. I mean, I don't want to put his business out there because if he one day listens to it, I just want to tell what was my story. But like uh, two broken relationships and he didn't have a good relationship with his mother. And for me, that is a very good sign of like a person that is not kind of well, <laughs> because for me, family is everything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't speak nice about your mother, it was like it, those were the moments in which I was like, this is not normal. Right. So when did you, when would you say it was like, because we have to get to the, you know, emerging, rising back up and finding love. But when would you say you were at the worst, like the bottom, like the heartbreak? When did the heartbreak? The worst was um, November, which was the second time. So we broken up and then 
for four or five months, we just maybe texted each other once in a while, and that was it. And we maybe ran into each other for like a meeting, but we knew that we couldn't get back together. But like, oh, I remember this time in September, oh he came to Mexico. <laughs> remember when you saw the photo on face on Instagram, <laughs> and you were like, oh my god. You're like, what the fuck? Running. Exactly. So he came on a trip with me. We share bed and everything. And obviously he's like, we're going to start as friends. I'm not ready for a relationship. He was clear about that. I'll give him that. But he gave me kind of misleading signs. He knew that I was in love with him. And in my mind, he's like, you don't share a bed with someone that you know that the other person, at least I wouldn't do it. But... Anyway, so I actually told him I want to go on a trip. Will you be down? And he goes, yes. I actually ended up buying a trip for us to go to Egypt because he had told me that he what, wanted what to go the, to Egypt. Me, I used to buy everything. Uh, most oh of this stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Oh, no. God. I even, the fact that you, I feel like you didn't tell me that for a reason back then. Exactly. But uh, that's when he actually well, realized. Of course he's going to tell you all these things you, you want to hear if you're, like, taking him on, like, the adventures of his lifetime. Yeah, no, but anyways, I bought the tickets, and then that's when I came back from a Boston trip for work that I was in Boston. And then he goes, Juan, I got to every, – every time he was going to break up with me, I remember this stuck in my head for a – in the traumatic – uh, period was like we need to talk when he used to tell me that my heart will sink and I remember he told me uh, I'm not ready I don't think we're gonna work as a relationship I'm sorry and but he's playing his reasons and I mean I'll give him that when he will break out with like I'm done you'll be fine and everything. And then I felt devastated. That was the time when I knew I was like, it has to be over for myself. And I can continue holding on. And this is what happened. Uh, we broke up. I had a very hard night that night and everything. I won't, I will say like, I was so depressed and knew that it was over. I thought about killing myself and I, and literally like I was obsessed with this person. It became an obsession. It became that without him, my life wasn't, was going to be, wasn't going to be enough. Wasn't going to be the same. I, I cried so much that I, I couldn't even go to work because I felt it was the first time that I was like, I cannot go to work and everything. He called me the next day to check in on me, like, which was kind of good. I told him how I felt. No, and he crazy. said, like, he and, he's, and, crazy. Sorry. and he said, I need you need to go help yourself, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it happened that we decided that we were going to meet to talk in some time after a trip that he had to L.A. for work. And after that, I say, when are we meeting? And then he say, we'll meet this date. And I, okay, I was like, yeah, I'll see you. And then it was the time where I was like, I cannot continue to do this. If he doesn't show up, I cannot continue following him. He never showed up. You <laughs> he never, he never uh, showed up. I mean, never showed up, like calling me to tell me to oh. confirm the place. Okay. But like he knew, but he knew that we were going to meet. But I remember just saying, are we meeting? Never heard of him, but it was the first time. And I remember feeling so completely that it was over. But it was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe. And this is not the end of thinking that it was over, correct? <laughs> so that was the hardest time like, of the breakup. 
hold on. Hard, hardest time of the breakup because it was how I came out to my mother. For yeah. because I was there. There's so much. Yeah. There. I was the first time that I was completely devastated and crying. And I remember crying and I thought, I mean, I cannot let myself in this hole. I've been doing this for the past few months. And I can, I call my mother and I told her, told her, remember this girl that I told you I was dating, that she was breaking out with me. And I was like, yes, I was like, it's not a girl, it's a guy. And then that's how I broke up. Like, that's actually one of the greatest things that came out of this heartbreak that I told my mother who I was fully. And I remember she worried more about who, how I was feeling at that moment. She was like, don't worry, you'll be fine. I still love you. We just need to make sure that you take care of yourself. You cannot continue to contact this guy. He's not good for you. I told you before, <laughs> even <laughs> when she knew I told her that it was a girl, she told me, you cannot continue to contact this girl. It seems that she's using you. And I just didn't listen to my mother. So like I say, people That's that love you. That's a great mom right there. That's yes. Good. Mom. And then, but anyway, so finally I say I'm going to start getting myself better. But I remember like I, I, you, I'm not going to lie to you for like two, three months straight. I used to cry like every night, like mm. sobbing, sobbing and like thinking that my world wasn't going to be the same. Like I remember crying. Do you remember when you were a child and you had that feeling that was like... <laughs> I like the breathing because you cry yeah. so much. That was me almost every night. Wow. So how did you get yourself out of that? Yeah, how did so the light what? start appearing in your life again? Well, first of all, during that period, uh, I definitely continued to go to be more consistent with therapy mm-hmm. because I definitely noticed that there was something more deep then just that relationship in my life that was not in control. So therapy definitely helped me. Mm. The second one is definitely friends and family. So I actually started to go to Guadalajara. I'm from Guadalajara. I was living in San Francisco almost mm. every weekend. Oh, wow. Because it made me feel safe mm. being with my family, my mother, my sister, my other siblings, and I feel like it made me just feel safe mm-hmm. and put my my mind in a different place. So definitely I think it helps to not be in the place that will continue to remind me of that person. So I was lucky enough that I could continue to, I will be able to get out. And lastly, I read a lot of books about the psychology of love. And oh, what are these books? What so, books do you recommend? So I actually became a fan of a, he's, I think, I don't know where he's from, but he writes in Spanish. His name is Walter Rizzo. Mm-hmm. And he, the two best books that I read with him is, one of them is, I already say goodbye. How can I forget you? How can I get you out of my heart and my mind? Mm. And the book gives you very good tips about how can you get the person out, including you don't stack the person. You completely get him out of your Instagram, get him out of your Facebook. And if there is going to be someone that is going to remind you of them, stop using Instagram or Facebook, which I did for like about a year and a half. Oh, I wow. didn't use Instagram. And I'm a person that was very active on it, but I just realized that I anything... If a friend posted something, it will remind me of him and things like that. But like that book and the second one is the other one that actually helped me for my second relationship. The one that I'm now in is called To Love 
called the Pank that talks about the difference of loving someone and depending on someone, your feelings depending on one and knowing the difference that if someone breaks up with you, your world shouldn't fall apart. Mm. You're still the same person. You're still the same human and things like that. So I continue to read a lot. Another one that I read is Attach that uh, it talks time. about the, the, the different attachments and things like that. So I started reading a lot about these books that will give me tips, but not necessarily just read them, but also follow the advice. Right. Like, what is one thing that you think, like, you, when you started doing, you could feel yourself get out of that darkness? You know, definitely when I started to, <laughs> it would sound simple, but it was like when I started to feel that I could. F- I could be attracted to other people mm-hmm. and to other pe- that other people will fulfill me, that he was just the creation of my night. And secondly, that getting to the, through therapy, understanding that I didn't fall in love with him in particular. I fell in love of how he projected mm-hmm. the Maybe, person yeah. that he wanted of him. And I fell in love with finding that person, that mm-hmm. person with whom I wanted to have children, the person that I wanted to spend my life with, and the person that will make me feel secure. So I fell in love with that idea, but not necessarily him. When I came to that realization, I think it was when I was like, great, it wasn't him. It, I didn't fell in love with this person particular i fell in love with who he projected he wanted to be and how do you separate that now how do you find um, how do you make sure that you don't fall in love with the person that you think he is or... I, I can back up about this new person that i'm dating that yeah. came out of nowhere uh-huh. so just to make a break summary, like try to reappear in my life. Of course you did. <laughs> like six That's months after the breakup. And he reappeared and he, I was still kind of in love with him. And I was like, maybe we can try to be friends and all of that. And we were, this is so dumb. Like I can tell you, I was stupid. I was definitely the most stupid. We we're gonna plan a trip together. Again. And then, exactly. And then he disappeared for a week. And that's when I was like, no, Juan, like you have mm-hmm. to rethink this. And then we had a call. I remember it was Cinco de Mayo. And we were going to go for Memorial. Is it Memorial Day weekend that is in May? Yeah. I don't know. One of those weekends for a trip. And then actually open. I wasn't even using Grinder those days. I opened it purposely because I walked by his house. And he was there. And I was like... Uh, this is sketchy that you told me you're not doing any of this and you're there. And also he's like, but you're there too. And I was like, no, the point is the fact that you claim that you're not there and you're there and, and things like that, which made me feel like you're lying to me. He's like, hey, Juan, I think we will never work out as a relationship. I just want to be your friend. And that's when I told him, listen, Mark, I will never be able to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And I remember breaking up, but it was the first time that I was like, I need to stop this completely. I told him, please block i'm going to block you from everywhere and if you ever see me act like you don't see me like i want you out of my life like i it was the first time that i said i don't want anything to know about you and please stop reaching out to me so 
that day, I remember crying only for 45 minutes, but I felt so empowered. It was the last time I cried, and after I finished crying, it was the time where I felt like I had my power back, and I was the one that decided I don't want any kind of relationship with you because I cannot have any kind of relationship with you, and I stopped reaching out to me, and that's the moment that I was like, I knew it was over. And after that day, I just felt that I became myself because I was the one that said, no, stop is done. And then three weeks later, on plan, I met Ambrose, my current boyfriend and the most amazing person that I have met in my life. And I tell you why, because he has been very consistent on things that he say he's going to do, on the thing he's... He loves him still. Yeah. And the thing with Ambrose is that he makes me feel so secure. Mm. I never felt anxiety with Ambrose. And now that we're together, it's like, it's incredible that I thought that being in love meant anxiety and feel unsafe because you're giving all these feelings to this person. But no, like I realized that you can be in love and be in a stable relationship. You can, the other person should actually make you feel safe and make you feel, should feel love. And if you give them something, you should actually expect to give them, for them to give you something back. Otherwise, it's not love. Because if you're the one giving something, but like after that, it's like my new boyfriend is the best. He's the best human being, the most stable. And he talks to his family all the time, which I admire. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends have met him. I have met his friends and people speak him. him. We met at Beta Breakers. It's what a racist. Would people run across the city in crazy outfits? Or it, it- yes. Yes, crazy outfits, but most people actually just walk the race and stop during different houses to drink. And that's how we met. And actually, I remember we, at that point, I wasn't looking for like many, a lot of anything serious, but I just felt so attracted to him that I started to talk. And I remember I told him, oh, what's your last relationship? He's like, oh, I don't want a boyfriend. And finally enough, we've been together since then. Wow. That's cute. So I guess like one of the things that I'm like hearing from that one is like the red flag, like you see the red flags early, which like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we've spoken about that multiple times, but I think like the turning point was you deciding that you, you had to stop, like you had to stop Mm -hmm. this now. Like I think owning the decision versus, versus someone like owning it for you owning it and also taking action because a lot of times people are like okay i'm owning it and i'm then, done i'm done yeah but like they don't do anything they keep stalking they keep but you like went and read and tried to change your behavior because you saw that like it wasn't healthy you went to therapy you did all the things to make sure that you were good but you think a lot of people don't do right and actually listen to your internal self which is very hard during that Mm. point but like i realized that i was doing something wrong when i wouldn't tell my friends everything because i will hide information from my friends because i was afraid and when i had that realization i was like oh my god you cannot let your friends and family down. Like they've been there for you and through this process. That's the other thing that pushed me to get out of this hole because I felt that being with him, I wasn't being fair to my family and my 
uh, and my friends. And definitely, oh, yes, oh, yes, good, important so point. The minute you start like hiding things from people yeah. who only have your best interests, you know, like something's up. Like you just like that's not the way. Like something needs to be fixed here. Because as you told me about the Egypt trip, I mean, <laughs> I think I would have flown to San Francisco and called the airline and canceled it myself. Like it, just, <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense to me. To yeah, honest. no. Wait, did you guys go to Egypt actually? No, 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 no. Thank God, no. I don't know. I don't know. No, he like... didn't, didn't follow through on anything. Okay. He's not accustomed to like words. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but yeah, like, and I asked myself, how did I allow myself? I, I mean, I consider myself an intelligent person enough <laughs> and I don't, I don't never understand why I got myself into that hole, but I'll be honest with you. I think that without that kind of relationship in my life, I will not be in the relationship that I am right now, but I'm not saying that every human should go through that suffering. I don't recommend it because it was very shitty, but I definitely feel that thanks to that relationship, I definitely value this relationship in which is more stable. And I definitely have a great time with, with Ambrose. We love each other and everything, but it's not like just highs and lows. It's just consistency, good time, and not just roller coaster of highs and lows. So definitely that's the other thing that I think people should watch out, that if you're having roller coasters, a lot of roller coasters, daily or weekly roller coasters in a relationship, maybe you should think about what kind of relationship you are, because relationships, a good relationship shouldn't make you feel anxious all the time that's so true and i think like one of the things is wanting something so bad that you'll put up with like craziness Mm. like think when you talk about that idea of the relationship that you had i think this applies to so many people not just in relationships but i think in life where you have like ideas or visions or like dreams or aspirations that like you may go a little too far in like doing things just to try to get it and like sacrificing like what you know you want and think is right Mm -hmm. just to like appease this other person because you think they're the one yeah but like not even i don't even think at that point they're the one i think you just you think you want this thing you just made it up it's like not a thing you know yeah it's like it just doesn't it's like doesn't exist because he could never be the consistent stable person Because exactly multiple times that he just cannot do it. Imagine yeah. like my therapist used to tell me, oh my God, Juan, like imagine if he cannot follow through with you, would you be able to have children with this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't you be scared that the kids will be forgotten at school or something like that? Oh. And it's like, she will tell me those kind of things. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And my therapist actually was very objective and concentrated on me, but there were times in which she was like, Juan, you cannot, con-. like, literally was like, get it together. You know, the therapist get it was just like, okay, okay, I can only give you so many, yes. ask so many questions. That's, yeah, exactly. It was hilarious when she was like, literally, we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the best. So definitely, I will say, the other thing, going back to summary, like, it, and I'm trying to summarize it for you, but I definitely get professional help if you definitely think that you need professional help and if you're crying yourself and you're thinking about ending your life don't let it get to to don't let yourself get into a 
uh, very deep hole. Just get get out soon enough by getting professional help and continue to stay in touch with your friends and family. And I remember feeling that I was a a big weight for them because I will call, especially my sister. I remember waking up in the middle of the night having nightmares. Like I had nightmares for four or five months about him appearing in my life and then disappearing because he just did that. And I would get up crying and calling my sister. And I felt so bad that sometimes I stopped calling her. And when I will not call her, I will feel worse. When realizing that people that love you are yeah. going to be there no matter what. And lastly, it's like, like I say, it relates to professional care, but read, read. There is a lot of research about this kind of stuff. Like love is a science too, in my mind. I think people, psychologists that have focused on love, there are so many good books about love that will make you learn more about how it works and how you can get into a very bad relationships. And like I say, the attached book is a good example in which they describe the my relationship and I just was like, oh, my God, this is me and this is him. And there is so much out there. And we humans are very complex. But we there is someone like us that might be experiencing something, something very similar. So go ahead and read those fucking books. There you go. Okay, I'm gonna go the, read those books. Read I'm books. curious. Read I need. Books. I need to read. Okay. I need to read. I have too yeah. many. I buy too many books. Let me read the books I have, and I'll definitely buy more. Yeah, but I do think like the books on love they make you definitely think about things more objectively mm-hmm. and not because like as you were saying it's like an addiction you get into your head and you can't see anything else you can't see the reality. Yes, and the thing is, like, this book that I'm telling you, this is my favorite book ever, To Love Occur the Pen. No, To Love Occur the Pen is from Walter Rizzo. He describes love in which some people say that they don't like it because the book says that you will never, you should never love someone else more than you love yourself. Never. I mean, I'm kind of. I think everyone says that. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it should be because, like, if this person leaves, you still need to be whole. Exactly. Crumble. Exactly. And it's okay to be feel bad, like, for a couple of weeks, but you shouldn't feel that you want to end your life because someone left your life because you probably don't love yourself enough if you think that you're ready to leave your friends and family just because a random person that was temporary in your life was like, I'm out of it. And you're like, okay, so I I don't want to leave anymore. And you're like, what? Especially when he's a habitual and crazy ghoster. Well, especially when you had like a great life before this person, you know? Right. Exactly. This person walks in and can automatically change everything. I mean, that's a scary thought. That's why I don't yeah. let him in. Okay. Well, okay, I don't know about that. That's a little extreme. Uh, that is, we, we, you, that's a different episode. You're not no letting guys. You should have a therapist. Like, yes, gym. you should. Yeah, we need another one of those in here. We do. Just... Thank you so much, Juan. This yeah, is really good. I feel like, I thank you for being so open yeah, and vulnerable. Because so some people honest. just don't, you know? Yes. Um... I, I, something that I actually hoped that I will do out of this relationship, and I hope this this does to help to people, was like maybe writing something about it that will get people out of 
this kind of relationships soon enough mm -hmm. for them to not go to the suffering. So I hope that people that are listening, uh, if they listen to this when they're feeling this so much anxiety and they feeling that this person is not being consistent <laughs> to get themselves out enough and to listen to their family and friends. So I hope that this podcast actually help individuals. And for those that are actually done with that heartbreak, when you think that you will not be able to survive uh, without this person, is realize that there is so many beautiful humans in this world and that you will be able to find someone like Ambrose for me means the world to me now. And I never expected that I was going to find someone that was going to make me feel this way again. And he makes me feel even better because he's consistent. He's the best. I love that. I'm so happy you're happy, boo. I'm happy. Like you guys, you can go from the all these different range of emotions mm -hmm. to finally getting what you want. Yeah. And it takes it just takes time and believing. Yeah. Um yes. thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you follow us everywhere. It's at Love and Limbo Land, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the website, updating soon as usual. <laughs> and um Juan, we really appreciate you. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Kudzi. And you've been listening to Love in Limbo Land. You can find us on Twitter at Love in Limbo Land. And don't forget to go to Apple or Google Play Podcast to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.